Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. Welcome to the Self-Proclaimed second best podcast of the a7fl this is the other side of the ball i am the host of this show casey cox alongside me tonight as always my two co-hosts double d Derek duncan division owner of nevada and minor league ho- football hall of famer how you doing tonight Derek? i am very good it is national margarita day out here in vegas and the tequila is flowing we call it tea out here to not let people know that we're drinking <laughs> and as well as chris vera the division manager of nevada how are you doing tonight chris uh you know can't couldn't be better uh one of the great things about vegas is that um it's easy to get away from i'll explain that later <laughs> and then gentlemen tonight we have a very special guest joining our show it is a host of the podcast our view it is trey robinson thank you for having me tonight good thank you for having me tonight guys absolutely a pleasure and an honor to have you aboard um gentlemen to start the night i kind of wanted to start off talking about the uh Let's call it the A7FL Nevada versus or meets the uh, Las Vegas Desert Dogs event we have going on on Friday and kind of dig into that a little bit as well as into maybe some of the things that has stemmed off of that list being released. Cool. So are you going to... and? So ask with, us anything specific yeah. case or you just yes, want me to yes. dive in <laughs> no. on uh, no i was i was just i was gonna get into a question here um to get it started off i wanted to ask uh kind of direct toward Derek here um kind what time does this event on friday start for uh fans to be trickling in yeah, right, so no trickling in. This is a professional event at the Michelob Ultra Arena. The Las Vegas Desert Dogs will be taking on uh, the Calgary something or others. And uh, game game starts at 7 o'clock at, uh, I think I already said, Michelob Ultra Arena, Mandalay Bay. And at halftime, the all-citizens teams from the A7FL Nevada will be having an exhibition game uh, and showing – the fans in attendance, who we are, what we're about, and should be a good time to be had by all and to showcase our talents and uh, the the guys who are who have been elected to play in this game. Man, the disrespect. Okay, I don't even know the team the name for Calgary. Wow. Sorry. Right, so Chris, Coming what's the team name Canadian. for Calgary? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Just give me a shit because and you're Canadian. You know, shame I'm from on Canada. You. <laughs> yes, shame on me. <laughs> Wait a second. You're black and Canadian. Don't say it. Don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Don't do it. I knew it was coming. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, I open my mouth. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to leave that for the next show. We're going to tease that for later. <laughs> so with this, Derek, I'm, I, I got a question for you. Because, you know, I'll be there Friday. Um, I'm just trying to figure out something, though. If, if, if this is a uh, – is this their preseason or is this one of their regular games? This is we're mid season. There, I think six seven games in right now. Okay, cool. I, I've never, you know, I've yeah, been they, to um, some of the. I've never been to a professional game. Um, as you know, we've got friends. You and I have friends so this where is, the kids played. Right. So they call this box lacrosse. So this is a reduced version of the game, similar to our reduced version of the NFL. Uh, box lacrosse is very much the same amount of players in pretty much the rules of hockey, uh, where a normal a football size field. This is played in a hockey rink size arena and field, and that's where we'll be playing our game as well. Interesting. Is is that a? And I'm asking. I, I don't know if you. I mean, I don't expect you to know this, but is it a cut down amount of people to them? Yes, so I, I I think a regular lacrosse game is nine players on each side plus a goalie, so ten. Don't quote me on that, but uh, in the lacrosse game, it's five five versus five and a goalie, so six on six. Oh, nice. So this could be some fast and furious action, kind of like our yeah, game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and high scoring. Usually the games end up with twenty plus goals a game. Uh, we've been to some where it's been a little less but on average it's you know 20 plus 20 plus a night nice i'm looking forward to it man this and is of course that, uh... and of course we're season ticket holders and we've been to i think all of the home games they've had here except for one because we had a conflict with uh, either a travel schedule or a night's game so we had to give it up but i still yet to i still yet to been to a night's game too Derek. <laughs> I've still yet to be. So, yeah. Well, you haven't been yet? No, not yet. Damn, man. Well, hey, you know what? If I can't make, uh, we've got some tickets left for this season. If there's something that we can't make, Trey, I, I will um, be more than happy to uh, let you use my tickets so you can go check out the game. All right. Thank Look you. Look at that. But I wanted to say uh, one thing about Dirt Dogs is that, like, uh, growing up as a kid, we never had the cross in high school. You know, so we so but in college, my girlfriend um, at the time, she played lacrosse. And I've always thought that I mean, I've, I've always done that's where it can be fascinating. Always. Well, keep in mind, you know, th through the off season, I know we like to keep this uh, this, you know, as light as possible. But it, it's kind of fun because um, you got, you know, ex football players that used to play lacrosse in the off season when they were playing uh, college college football. Um, Jim Brown comes to mind right off the bat. He was a, a really good lacrosse player, um, and he used to play all the time in the off season. So <clears throat> it is, uh, you know, we shouldn't look down on it for sure. I think that their their um, players are physical, and you know, anytime you got a weapon in your hand, 
it's and uh, that that ball that you're throwing around isn't exactly soft. So I think that it's it's a uh, a good game to watch, and I think it'll be a lot of fun on Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I got a lacrosse ball that you know. So I told you we're season ticket holders, so uh, they had a season ticket holder appreciation thing at the House of Blues uh, leading up to the games, and we got uh, signed lacrosse balls from uh, the the players and whatnot, and that thing is not soft it's it's hard it's uh, i don't know like if think of a racquetball that is fully filled i guess is the best way to put it like the difference between uh uh, that's got about the 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 strength and hardness of a volleyball but in a very small like racquetball sized ball oh so it's not quite as hard as a uh um softball yeah, it's not huh? as hard as a softball or baseball. It's it's got some squishiness to it, but it's still hard as hell. Damn, still don't want to get hit by it. No, no. definitely not. We we were actually up at uh, the park in the northwest where the uh, gridiron was putting on their first game of the week because they had a conflict at All American, and that's typically a lacrosse field. And their mm-hmm. scoreboard up there is peppered with uh, lacrosse ball uh, uh, impacts, and there's holes in their scoreboard. <laughs> as a result, oh, that's wow. how hard that thing is. So, Damn. so Derek, with you being a season ticket holder, I guess earlier my question was more not necessarily what time does the event start, but what time should people start showing up so that they are there when the game starts? The game starts at 7. I would imagine getting there by 6.30 would give you enough time to park and get into the arena in time. Six, 6.30. I say 5, 5.30. Well, if we're talking about the players who are playing in the uh, exhibition at halftime, we, we're meeting at uh, four o'clock sharp and heading down to do rehearsals and then got some time to kill before we're starting the games. Oh, great. I was coming for the drinks. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't bl- I don't blame you. I mean, Mandalay Bay's got a lot of them. <laughs> That's a lot good. of different areas. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, and this and this is going to be an exhibition with the All Citizens team. Can we kind of break down what that All Citizens team entails? Um, what all players, some of the players on it, um, and what player, what we were looking for when we selected this team. Right. So the All Citizens team is basically the five best. Uh, citizens on each team so best citizens meaning guys who took care of themselves took care of the league were great representatives for the league on and off the field primarily off the field uh, weren't didn't have any challenges had some things that they were doing positive in the community or were just all around good dudes and so you know basically the five most reliable and uh, accountable citizens for each team is who the all citizens team is made up of. So we've got eight teams participating in the spring for a seven FL and each one of those teams will have five people represented on the field. The uh, teams will be split up where four teams are going to be coached by Bartley and the pit and represent the pit bosses. And the other four teams will be coached by Vince and represent the kryptonite, but they'll be wearing their own jerseys from their own teams with a uh, uh, headband or bandana or uh uh, net gator to designate which team they're playing for so the quarterbacks can know who's who 
So similar to the, yeah. So similar to the NFL pro bowl uh, where they all wear their own helmet, but then have different color shirts. We're doing same color shirts and different headgear. Obviously not a helmet though, because we don't wear helmets. And what, what is the, I, I guess I should say, what is the goal with this? I know to bring attention to fans, but what are some of the other goals with this? Um, some of the other doors maybe that we're looking at opening with this style of event. Yeah, so it's got a lot of layers, but primarily, as you mentioned already, is to get eyes of sports fans on our game, right? Obviously, it's not a full-size arena, so we're doing a scaled-down version of our game and playing what we would consider an arena football version of a 7FL football. So for the fans who don't know the structure of our game and are listening to our podcast, which there might be one, uh, the, the normal game is 120 yards field, two-thirds of the width of a normal football field, so 121 feet wide, where uh, hockey and box lacrosse and arena football is a hockey rink size, which is 70 yards. Well, actually, I think it's actually 60 yards. So it's 210 feet by, uh, I think it's 60 feet wide, if I'm not mistaken. But it's basically a hockey arena size or arena football size arena. And uh, we'll be showcasing our talents uh, uh, there. But the primary goal is to get sports fans in Las Vegas to put eyes on the A7FL and uh, potential sponsors who are traditionally in the box suites to get eyes on the A7FL and possibly find a way to get us some additional sponsors and maybe just maybe get our guys a paycheck. Then I think at the end of the day, that is one of the biggest pieces that we're going after. Right. Um, absolutely. And yeah, I think let's, that I can, let's be frank. That's my ultimate goal to, to yeah. make this division and league viable enough where sponsors want to give us enough money where we can pay our guys to be on the field instead of them having to pay to be there. And this is a great step in that direction, which is why it's the all-citizens team we have playing this game and not the all-star team so that potential sponsors can not have to deal with some of the egos and uh, craziness that happens when you have, you know, the elite of the elite athletes who, you know, go about things a little bit differently than the great citizens do. So not to say that, you know, there isn't room for both, but in this particular situation, we're making sure the guys who are going to best represent uh, the positives of the league for this game. And that kind of led me, that kind of helps and leads me kind of right over into um, part of the reason of bringing Trey on this is because he's a player in the A7, and we kind of wanted that player's perspective of what they thought of the All-Citizens team and how they thought the selection of it went about. So now I want to kind of turn to Trey and kind of get from the player's perspective, what are your thoughts on the All-Citizens team, especially now that it's been maybe explained a little better and a, more, a little more clearly of what exactly it was we were looking for when we selected that team? Uh, I would say <clears throat> I would say that um, it's a great opportunity, you know. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully possibly getting paid next season. <laughs> I mean um, – but uh, in all honesty, it, I think it's a good opportunity um, to help to get the league exposed and help, you know, shed more light on the A7FL itself, on the guys that were selected. 
I think it was an honor for them to be selected, you know, uh, because they best represent the league. Uh, so pretty much it. I mean, that's what I think. I think when we bring what we're trying to bring to the league, um, all players, you know, <clears throat> players like you, Trey, and other players in the league are going to benefit from situations. And, you know, well, I agree with you. It's, it's an honor to be, to be put into these things. Um, I also think one of the bigger honors for you was, was uh, being named to the um, fall stars. I don't want to, I want to make sure I, I use Derek's uh, phrase correctly. <laughs> Um, and I would say congratulations to that because that, to me, being um, recognized as a uh, fall star and being recognized as you know one of the better quarterbacks in the in the league, I, I think takes precedent over just about everything. Um, you know this this is people standing up and taking notice of you and the talent that you have. So congratulations on that, and you know I'm very happy that you were uh, chosen. I think that you should have been. <clears throat> and I think that uh, when you bring your A game, like you did in the championship game, it's any team that you're playing on is going to be hard to beat. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm gonna say one thing honestly. I, like to be honest, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't chosen to be in the uh, in the All Citizens game because I know how, like, uh, only because I know how serious I am. You know, but not serious, but. I say like more passionate, so <laughs> I just want to win, and I didn't know that sometimes me wanting to win uh, gets me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that I wasn't chosen to be in the, in the uh, you know all citizens game. Um, well, I mean, being passionate is is not something that should be <clears throat> looked down upon. Being passionate about something is 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 a good thing, but it's it's how you show that passion, right? And I yeah. think that. I get what you're saying. You get very passionate about things and you do want to win. And, you know, there's nothing wrong, A, with the winner. There's nothing wrong with B, being passionate. But you know yourself and that's a good thing. You know your limits. You yeah. know what you're supposed to do and what, you know, what what is possible for you to do. So, you know, being able to stand up and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad for this or I'm glad for that because of the situation is not a bad thing. It's um, a human thing, and, and most, most men especially, we, we don't always recognize our shortcomings in those things, and mm -hmm. all we do is tend to say, well, pff, I don't understand why I'm not there. Well, you know, if, if you know that you have a chance to, to kind of uh, be passionate about a situation, even though it's, a, um, it's a, not a, uh, a game that's going to be recorded, what I mean by that is as wins and losses, no team is going to have that you know, that W going into the, to the first game, then, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to, um, to do exactly what you're doing right now. Just say, Hey, I'm good with it. I was, I was named to, to the fall stars. So I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to, it doesn't, it like, like me personally, I like seeing guys be able to, you know, go and do different things, you know, like I, like I, so I want the best for everyone, you know, it's not a, just about me or you know uh, anybody, and that's one of the things that I that I, that's the lack of here in Vegas is like you know um, how should I say it? Like it's like it's not. I'm not gonna say jealousy, but it's just more so. Don't nobody want to see the, Don't nobody want to see anyone be successful, and I hate having that 
I ain't gonna say mindset or you know that view, but it's like that's all that I see nowadays, you know. So it doesn't hurt to see other guys, you know, make it to other levels or make it to you know the All Star game or or Citizens game or anything. I'm just happy to I'm happy to be a part of the A7 NFL because at the end of the day, it's just not for them. It's for all of us, you know, as a whole. And I don't think that everyone really understands that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, at first I was a little butthurt that you know, you know that wasn't that wasn't able to play in it. But but I wasn't really mad because it was like you know, well, at the end of the day, it's it's for the league. It's just not for that person or for that team or, or for that coach. It's for everyone. You know. Well, I mean, I think right. I think we got to look at it as you know, for this whole league, it's BHB. You right. know, if you don't know what that stands for, brothers helping brothers. You know, this is this is something that we're we're putting together to give young men an opportunity because the semi-pro leagues in Vegas did not do what they should have. And we're not looking at ourselves as semi-pro. You know, this is a professional league and everybody should should understand that this is not a rec league. This is not, you know, your your place to go during um, the offseason for flag football. This is a professional league and we want to see young men make it. Period. And and at the same time, Chris, we need more of that. You know, that's one thing about Vegas that I've that I've ever. I mean, that's one thing about Vegas that I noticed is that no one ever wanted to see you do better than them. And I hate that mentality, like with a passion. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to congratulate your brother, you know, for making an All Star team or making the game or going to the playoffs or anything like that. You know, and and that's the that's one of the things we lack of here here in Vegas as a, as a whole, like I'm talking about semi-pro, I'm talking about, you know, A7FL is always some kind of animosity. And I, and I just want things to change and, and not be like that. Yeah. Every time somebody does something good, someone else goes, man, he trash. Right. Instead, right. Instead, of, right. instead of lifting him up, like, why is he there? And you're not well, and everybody's got an excuse as to why they didn't get there, except for looking at themselves. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're obviously, Maybe everybody doesn't see it the way we see it. Obviously, the three people who are hosting this show and you, Trey, as well, have, have had enough time with the the three of us to understand that we aren't that. Like, our whole goal is to elevate the sport and elevate the guys within the sport and celebrate everyone every chance we get. And the people who right. buy in, they get all the benefits and all the accolades. And those who don't, you know, you'll get some, but you won't get as much. And, and as long as you're taking care of yourself and taking care of the league, we all grow together. And yep, right. what I've, so I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. So <laughs> the one thing that I recognize when I got involved in football at this level where I'm operating and owning and talking to people at the ownership levels and talking to the other league owners and other team owners, is there wasn't a whole lot of people who were interested in helping each other. As Trey just said, mm-hmm. everybody was, I, I wouldn't say across the board trying to tear each other down, but it was happening, right? I don't know if they were trying yeah. to, but it was happening. It, it just seemed like it was more so, what can they get more? It, was, it seemed like it was more so, what can they get out of it? What more can I get than out of what it? Can they put in? Yeah, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it, exactly. You know? Right. And then when I came along and started seeing this, and I'm like, reaching out to every league. Hey, I'm here now. How can I help you be successful? They're like, uh, what? I'm like, yeah, I mm-hmm. want to donate. I want to you know, sponsor you and 
get my name out there and get some money in your pocket. I want to do some joint events with you guys. I got resources. I had to buy all this stuff because the league made me do it. So now I got all this equipment sitting around here that I only use eight days a year. And the other 357 days, I'm not using this stuff. Does anybody else want to use this stuff? And, and people are like, what? You want me? to actually let us use your equipment and not charge us anything for it? I'm like, yeah, it's just sitting here. Why should you go have to buy $800 worth of equipment that's sitting in my garage taking up space? Like, the minute you take it out of here, my wife isn't complaining. The garage is full. I'm good with that. <laughs> Uh-huh. But the, happy see, wife, it, happy life. <laughs> right. See, see, Derek. But the thing is, what that is, is that, is that, people here in Vegas aren't used to that. They're used to always having to give something to give something. I mean, give something to get something, or get something to give something. You know, and, and right. And that's what makes the A seven FL so different because it's it's not like that. Like it's not like, you know, it's so it's different from. I'll say it's way different from semi-pro because in semi-pro you have coaches that are giving you broken promises and telling you what you want to hear. As far as the A7FL, you're actually seeing it firsthand for yourself, you know, with the, you know, for example, with Fox and with the sponsors and, and, you know, with expanding the league. So over to Ohio, you know, so, so it's, 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 really making well we're making a name for ourselves i mean not for ourselves but you know as a whole and um it's it's just no trey Trey, you said it right every one of you is making a name for yourself and at the same time making a name for a7fl and that's the platform and people sometimes lose sight of the fact that you know we're providing this platform so you guys can launch your careers whether it's with us or with someone else so understand that we built this for you guys we we expect that long term we'll probably get some benefit from it too but in the short term interim literally we're just building this foundationally so that everything looks right feels right and is what a football player should expect instead of the other hey you know so and so is not showing up to practice so and so we showed up to practice and coach wasn't there or we, we, you know, we got a trip down to here and now we got, we, we got to do this. We got to do that. Nobody's looking after us. We don't have a place to stay. Like all the things yep. that went wrong in semi-pro that we're hearing about, like, okay, well, that seems to be an easy fix. Yes, it costs money, but let me go ahead and drop that money and let me see if I can find a sponsor to cover it because there's other people in the community who support what we do that would, if given the opportunity, would be happy to pay for it and put their name on it. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that we can all do together instead of, you know, holding each other's hands and building a big foundation instead of grabbing each other by the hand and trying to pull each other down. Like, and yep. we're here to fix that. So, and it's, it's being fixed. Like the relationships I have with the guys in the AEFL now and the AIFA and flag leagues, like across the board, I, there's maybe, one or two leagues in Vegas now that we don't have a direct relationship with that aren't involved with us in some way, shape or form. And we hope to, to connect with them and help them, you know, see whatever we're doing and help. Hopefully they want to get involved, but if they don't, I get it, but it's not for everybody, but it should be. So if, if you're not getting down with us, then, you know, that's on you. And if you are, then we're going to try to do it the best we can to take care of you and make sure you're having a good day. It's all about growth. And I would like to uh, just jump in and say this. I mean, Derek, you know, you called me 
um, and and uh, said, hey, I've got a guy that's going to be calling you that wants to talk to you about me a little bit. This is what I'm trying to do. And the first thing I said is, let me know when I could, how I could help. Right. The fact of the matter is, we didn't have the opportunities you were trying to give you guys, Trey. We did not have that. When I played, I played in the flag league, and I could tell you that all the guys that played in the flag league at that time, damn near every team that we played in, because <clears throat> we're full contact flag. We talked about pancaking people. We talked about blocks. We talked about all this stuff. I would say that 90% of the guys could easily play in the, in the A7FL now. Um, well, not now, too damn old. But <laughs> if we had the opportunity, we could have played in the league and, and really made a go of it. But the fact of the matter is to give you guys opportunity that you don't have and that we never had is part of the, of what Derek and I are. Um, I'm, I'm very proud to say that this young man that, that I've known since he was 19 has done things, incredible things in business and in life. And I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not trying to, to, to throw this into a tailspin and, and do whatever, but the fact of the matter is to have, young, to have people help you out and to have people there to give you a hand up, not a hand out is something that a lot of us didn't have. And mm -hmm. I can tell you from a business standpoint and the stuff that I've tried to do throughout my, my life, I'm always going to try to help out as many as I can because I've had people like Derek help me out. So yeah. these are the things that we have to know, we have to stand up and take notice of. And mm -hmm. what I would say is when you get to be our age, hopefully you're doing the same thing because yeah, if we don't take care of each other, nobody else is going to. Yeah. Trey yeah. definitely will, man. I, I agree. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> um, so I'll say one thing that really drives me nuts. And honestly, like, I, I, like me personally, I don't care about money. I don't care. I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't care about getting paid. I don't care about any of that. What, what I be trying to tell guys is that like, do you know how valuable it is just being on the field and being on live TV, like just being able to have film and go and be able to send it out, you know, places or to get you know get agents or whatever the case may be like it's not it, it, i hate that everyone makes it about money you know even 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 some players because if you in it for the money then then in my eye you shouldn't be really playing this sport because it's not because it shouldn't be about the money it should just be about the it, it should be about the it should be about the new friendship the new more opportunities opening you know new doors for yourself or or for the guys around you and every and literally i say 70 percent of the players that i talk to mention money well i'm not playing or they're not paying or i'm not doing this if they're not paying why does it always have to be about money why can't it just be about progression and you know just wanting to like more so i say more so just being very coachable you know wanting to get the wisdom from guys that have been around and stuff you know for years or at the same time just just being able to see their vision of things. I hate that guys always involve money because everything shouldn't just be about money. But you know what? It, it, it can be in such a way where you've got to look at this as an investment in your future. Right. Because like you said, it's a great way to get tape out there. It's a great way to, to be seen. It's a great way for opportunity. And well, let's be real. Some... In, in, in Vegas, unless you're in high school or college, it's the only way to get tape. It's the I don't only think, way. 
Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you, you got to kind of stand up and take notice of that. And the thing about it is, you know, we've, we've talked about this and we've discussed this about teams and everything. You know, my biggest, and I can sit here and tell you this very honestly, the time that I pump out my chest and I, I say, yeah, I love that. And I'll, I'm like a proud dad is when you guys are out there battling. The championship game was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I was so proud of both teams. The way you guys went out and performed was absolutely incredible. And Mm -hmm. I wanted both of you to win. I wish we could have had two winners instead of a a winner and a loser. But I don't look at um, Kryptonite as a loser, man. They came out with a team that nobody knew what they were going to do. Nobody knew that they were going to be as good as they were. And they showed showed up and showed out. So, you know, when I see games like that and I'm, you know, even though I'm on the sidelines, I'm not playing and I'm walking, I'm listening to, to these guys being passionate about the game and wanting to win. I can't down them for anything. You know, they were, they're watching their P's and Q's because we're closest to the, to the cameras. But at the same time, you could see the whole gamut run from both sides, you know, the emotions, Mm -hmm. everything we see in a championship game. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's probably my – so I'll probably say that was probably my all-time favorite game ever, like playing on professional level. Talking about college, NFL, anywhere, arena, that's probably the most funniest game ever. And it, um, it didn't even seem like – and it didn't even seem like – like it, 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 it was it was so much of a fun game that after the game, it, it didn't – it wasn't like you know, animosity as far as like talking trash about them losing or whatever, but because it was more of – it was more so a higher level of respect, you know, like, damn, you know, this was a fun ass game. Like it was fun. Like it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a battle of, of the ages and it, by far my favorite game all time. Yeah. And so aside from the hour and 20 minutes of stoppage and on field BS discussions between the referees and coaches, th- that game was literally top five exciting football game I've ever seen in my life at any level, any sport, period. It was amazing. And the last five minutes of that game was, I'm going to say top three excitement level of five minutes of action I've ever seen in my life in football. It was between the throw offs back and forth. And then the ripped, the ripped uh, ball uh, fumble and then the pick to follow that. And then, kryptonite being having a chance to win it at the end and fourth and long and they throw a pick and it's almost returned for a touchdown can i tell you guys one thing though what's up so when so when cheetah so when cheetah did the return before lavish for the return man my heart fell up my chest like god damn god damn like this guy Right. Now, so, I, now I know. So now I know without a shadow of a doubt, whoever decided that there would be no time off the clock on throw offs, dude, he had to have no heart because I know <laughs> in, in, in games that I've played in, when you have the kickoff and the get and the clock starts, you're like, let's just get this time off the clock. Let's get it off the clock. But when you know you're doing a throw off and there's two minutes and 43 seconds left, and there's a return, and you're going, well, damn, that didn't take any time off the clock. There's another return. Damn, that didn't take any time off the clock. This is going to be an interesting ending. Yeah. So, it was absolutely incredible, man. It was, you know, everything you could ask for. And I, I just got to throw this in because I had um, 
baby shower over at my house for my sister on Saturday. And one of the guys that was over that was doing some of the cooking for us, he said, hey, what's this A7FL? And I turned him on to it on YouTube. He came back the next day and he said, dude, I didn't leave the couch. I go, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, all night, I didn't leave the couch. I watched your playoff games and I watched the championship game. And holy shit, I can't believe that championship game. You've got me hooked. I'm going to be watching that all season. Next. When are you guys starting again? I mean, just a fan Wait, right off on, the bat. Hang on. March 26, Channel 5.2, Cox 125, Bonanza High School, tentatively. But games will start at 11 o'clock. Game of the week on at 4 o'clock in Las Vegas on our national broadcast partner, whoever that may be. But you can see everything on A7FL.TV. Go ahead, Chris. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so one thing I, Commercial break. One thing I'll say, right. <laughs> so, so one thing I'll say is throughout all the years I, I played football on any level, after that game, I'm not even gonna lie. I broke down in tears. I was so emotional, and and I don't even know why. It was just like, it was just, it was crazy. Like I, I was, I was crying like a baby. But it was it was more from excitement and just just you know, more I say, overwhelmed. Yeah, Trey, that might have been that might have been your mama. I did it moment, man. I, I, yeah, look, I know. You yeah. were one of the best players in that game, and I told oh, yes, you today. The, the one play where you ran the ball and trucked dude at the end and it got flagged, that was one of the most yes. exciting plays I've seen in football ever. I was sad the flag got thrown. I wasn't on the field to, you know, see what the referee saw, and I'm sure he had something he saw to throw the flag, but I was sad that it got taken, that the the impact of that, that play got diminished a little bit because on TV it looked amazing. From where I was sitting, it looked amazing. What the referee saw obviously wasn't. So it is what it is. But that was one of the greatest plays I've seen in a while. It was a first down. We oh, got, it was. Yeah, took it back and everything. Man, I was upset. I was upset, but I was still turned up. Like, yeah, that was a good. Oh no, hit. that was a that was a. They didn't call it a dead ball foul, but because you had passed the, because uh, you guys you ran that for forty yards, so you yeah. kept your first down. Right. So, but I'll tell you what the the play that that um had the sidelines that I was on it go through the emotions too was your fumble yeah you oh, fumbled the ball and Where picked it back up I think that was the same play I think that was the same play but that was that no. run after no. that play no no was... no the fumble, the fumble he dropped the ball oh, yeah, and and it. ditch ditch two defenders one was draped over him he dipped out yes. of that and then threw it across his body across the field for a touchdown that yes, shit was ridiculous. That's right. That was that <laughs> was like, like that, that's like some Madden <laughs> shit right there that you, you right. do on Madden and you're like, yes. But that was that, I, that was Madden '99 halfback toss to, ba to Barry Sanders. <laughs> yes, and that was, that was when you dropped that football. That was right in front of me. I'm like, I could have reached out and slapped the ball out of your hand. You were so close. But I'm like, I saw the that drop, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, the, the you're like, oh shit, here we go. And everybody's like, fumble, fumble, fumble. And then you picked it back up. And then, like, they're like, pass, pass, pass. So I'm like, it's already too late, man. He, you know, Curtis is wide open. That's gone. For a yeah, it, it was, and it I'm was, like, yeah. No. Everything I heard. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> and you can hear it from both sidelines, right? It was going back and forth. It was like, it's like when he fumbled the ball, it's like, fumble, yeah. He picks it up and no. he's like, no. And the other sideline's like, yeah. And then he throws the touchdown. It's like, no. And yeah. And I'm like, really? Really? This the is, only thing this I is, heard. Okay. This so, is great. I love it. So so when I broke the tablets from those two guys, um, from CJ 
and the other young man. The only thing I heard was, holy shit. And then that was it. <laughs> I said, oh my God. But but the whole entire time, what like, so like it it was CJ who kind of like hit my arm and made the ball fall out. But the whole entire time, my eyes were down the field. Like I like I, I wasn't like, honestly, I didn't even notice the guys right in front of me. I just pushed them off of me, like, fuck this. I'm like, I just started down. Like, and it was the whole entire time I was looking at Kurt. I don't know who number zero was, but the whole game, well, the game plan was to pick on him because 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 we watched film, you know, all week. I mean, for hours and hours, and the weakest link on their defense was number zero. So it was like, why not, you know, it, it keep attacking him? Uh, and that's exactly what we did, and it worked. It worked in our favor. But that play, yeah, and even to this day, Derek, on my uh, I say on my TikTok, I got over a hundred. I got over 100k views on that. Yeah. No way. Yep. It's pretty cool. I, I, I need to yep. spend some more time on TikTok. I, the, the, <laughs> like, right? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid uh intervention from the Chinese government, so I don't have that on my phone, but I, I might have yeah. to get it if you got 100,000 views on it. Yep. Uh, so uh, so the second day I had it up, it was already at I'll say 30k. Yeah. And then wow. I went also and I went promoted. Yeah. And, and I went and promoted it, and then after that, it was like I'll say maybe like two or three days. It was like it was at eighty k, and then I just checked maybe on Monday, and now it's at one hundred and like fourteen k. So I was like, damn! And it's so Trey going up and keep going up. Trey, was it your own snip, or did you take the the one the league did and repost it? No, it was my it was my own snip with Matt. He's like he's like, how the hell did he do that? And that like the whole entire time, the whole entire time, all the comments was, who the hell is commenting? Like you know, yeah, the yeah, commentators play, are fire, bro. It it was hilarious, man. Yeah. And and literally, like like so so when I got home the next day, I mean not the next day, but the same night, I just kept watching the play over and over again, just laughing in my head like. Oh my god! This was this was probably one of the best moments ever. It, it All was, right. So, it was, so what you're saying is you're three thousand of the hundred and fourteen k. Yeah. <laughs> more, <laughs> sound like more like ten thousand, but you know, just saying. Right. But 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 um. So so on our view podcast, um, we're doing this new thing every Tuesday for the trivia, and the money that I get from social media is the is the money that I'm gonna spend on buying AirPods. You know, giving guys fifty bucks, going towards their like team fees, whatever. That's that's where the money's coming from. So, so the, your TikTok video is generating income for you. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome, man. Nice. Yep. And nice. and and I got an idea um, about you know. Uh, so my whole mentality, I'm mentality, but my whole. So my whole mindset was, um, not everybody got money to pay for team fees, you know. Not everybody got anything like that. But the one thing I can honestly say is that we do have A7FL, you know. And a lot of guys use A7FL to stay off the streets, you know, stay out of trouble, whatever case may be. So it's like, so me personally, I feel as though it's my due diligence, you know, to help them get to where they want to be or to make their life a lot easier than what it has to be, you know. So I figured that we start doing little prizes and start doing little trivia, uh, and things like that to get guys involved so that that way they all know that if anything were to happen, you know, it would be a way to maybe make some money for them to pay their team fees or at the same time, they'll be able to pay jersey fees or they'll 
have gas money to get to practice or get to the games or, or whatever the case may be, you know, just giving back. Well, that's, that's tight, bro. Especially for somebody who just retired. Yeah. Right. Uh, 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 for at least for 48 more hours. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Getting your uh, Tom Brady, your Tom Brady, Brett Favre on, huh? Well, well, forget it. I'll just say it. I'll just say it right now. So for the 2023 spring season of A7F, Nevada A7FL, I will be playing for the Insomniacs. Oh, bombs drop. Nice. Here we go. <laughs> that's a big bomb right there. There we go. I don't care who you are. That's a big bomb right there. I was there. waiting on it. I didn't want to and ask I'll still the question. Number I didn't two. want to ask the question. I'm not going to lie. I wanted yeah. to ask. Yeah. But hey, I was Trey, Trey yes, all BS aside, I want you to know something. You take care of that number, man. That was my number when I was playing, and that's the number I played in for 20 years. So that's my favorite take care number. of that number, man. That's my favorite number. It's your because, favorite number because uh, of you Endeavor? What? Huh? Is your favorite number because of Endeavor? <laughs> no. Let me tell you why. My yes. favorite number is two is because of David Akers. I don't know if you guys know who that is. I do. Yeah, yes. kicker? Yep, from the Eagles. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. That's crazy. So, so when I was in elementary school, he was the first freshman player to that I've ever met. It was David Hickers and it was Brian Westbrook. Now, see, Brian Westbrook was one of my favorite players growing up. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. So, wait, Brian Westbrook, that, the DB, not not the not the running back, though, right? No, the running back. Okay, so, so the running back who played for the who was the Redskins back then that was their emergency quarterback and their kick returner, Brian Westbrook. Yep. So yeah. that's the guy that was one of my favorite players growing up. I just loved that guy's work ethic, man. Yeah. Dude, he wore number thirty, right? Yep. Yeah. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. My favorite okay. player, yeah, my favorite player all time is Brian Dawkins because the way, only because the way he played the game of football, he was so aggressive. He was he he was always around the ball. He's like so basically he was another Ray Lewis. He was always around the ball, and he was a leader. Um, on and off the field, you know? So I just always became accustomed to that. To Brian Dawkins is is who I always imagined myself being. That physical, cool, down-to-earth guy, you know, but when, you know, when it's time to play football, it's time to play football. And he, he's always my favorite guy. Is is there any re- relation between Brian Dawkins and Deion Dawkins? Do you guys know? They got you. It just seems like with all that football pedigree, pedigree they might be related. I don't think so. All right. Well, so th- while we're talking about it, my favorite player is Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. I they like one and two and two and one. I can't figure out who is what, but since I'm a Lions fan, I have to go with Barry. And I don't know what it is about the quiet, absolutely killer running backs, but that's how that those are my favorite players in the league. And I don't and I don't know why. I just every time either one of them touched the ball, I was glued to the TV. Every time. Uh I've got I came from a different era. So, Sweetness was my favorite running back. Fran Tarkenton? Yeah, no, Sweetness. Come on, Fran Tarkenton. (laughs) Stop with that shit. I ain't that old. Damn, D. Gail Sayers? Yeah, okay. Don't don't get me started, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bart Starr? (laughs) Jim Brown? (laughs) 
that was That's the second time you brought players. up Jim Brown today. There you go. But, but <laughs> as I as I got older and I started playing, I started watching other teams. One of my favorite players will is and always will be because I would love to have seen what he would have done is uh, Sean Taylor as oh, a safety. That man yeah. was um, second to none when he was a Hurricane. Second to none when he was a Washington Redskin. Um, now the Commanders, but he was a Redskin back then. Me being a Cowboys fan, I love to hate that man. But yep. that man was off the friggin' chain. I have never seen a player with more want to than that man right there. So when I see, again, passion for the game, when I see it in these guys in A7FL, I love it. I love seeing their passion on the sidelines. I love watching these guys play. These young men are second to none in my heart. And I mean that for every team that is playing. There is no team over another one in my eyes. Every, every young man that's playing this game, when I sit, when I'm able to walk the sidelines and I see that passion in their eyes, hear that passion in their, in their voice, in their hearts, I love that. That's, that's my favorite right there. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, Trey, I wanted to, uh, before we, like, uh, we were talking about doing the first segment with you, but we've been on here for 50 minutes now, so it looks like you're the show. Uh, and I did, did want to uh, give you the opportunity to get whatever it was off your chest to talk about some, you know, like, real meat and potato stuff, things, challenges you might be having with the league right now, if that really still exists. Or, or, I didn't, or if you if you were just trolling, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to air, to air that grievance on air so we can have that conversation if it needs to be had. So you said going to BIC, patrol? Oh, no, 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 no. So <laughs> we put out, <laughs> yes, we understand. You're I'm the starting quarterback for the, yeah. you're, you're the starting quarterback for the BIC, and Stary Codrington's moving to Vegas. We got, we know that's happening, right? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a trade that we're not aware of? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah so. Of even swap Steri for, for Trey and, and a, a box of Nihilators is what I heard. So a box of Nihilators. <laughs> Damn, but, you could have at least got some raising that. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on the post that the, the league slash me put out about rumors, things that are happening about Nevada, and then the back and forth that you and I had when you thought it was somebody else responding. I want to make yeah. sure that there's any grievances that you wanted to get off your chest that now would be the time so we can flesh this out with everybody yeah. listening in. Yeah, I, I just want to apologize for, for my animosity. Um, like I said before, I care about the A7FL a lot. So, you know, so I only want, I only want the best for the A7FL. And I, uh, so, I mean, no matter what I say, I'm going to be wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you're so not. I'm sorry. Being an asshole. <laughs> well, well look, you. I'm sorry if I was an asshole too. So that's that's not what I'm getting at. If, but if there's any pain points, anything we're not doing right, now would be the time to let us know so we can make sure we get it figured. Or if you already told me all about that and it's just time for me to go fix it, I'll go do my job. So that that I just wanted to make sure that if you wanted to say something publicly, here was your chance. Um, I'm a nice guy, Derek. You know. I know. I'm in a happy look, place. You know. Look, you, 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 you even bought me lunch today. I know. How about that? That's still good. That's still in my mind. <laughs> that thing was fired. I'm going to wear often now. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to no. Archie Ty. Ch Trey and I went there for lunch today, and he bought me lunch. Yes, yes, oh. yes. Well, Archie, I've been wanting to try that, so. 
Um, uh, but okay, I, I, I honestly, I just want to say that I'm very grateful uh, to be a part of this league. Thank you, Derek, Chris, and Casey. You know, um, for all the sacrifices and all the trials and tribulations you guys went to get a give it. I mean, to be able to give us an opportunity. Um, I don't think you guys get. I don't think you guys get. Oh, sorry, and Kelly, and Coach Q, and the whole staff here in Las Vegas. I don't think you guys get enough credit, you know. But but honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I'll thank you guys for everything, you know. And it's not gonna. Um, it's not going unnoticed, you know. A lot of opportunities came from this league for me. Well, not just for me, but for a lot of other people. Uh, for me, the XFL and things like that. And to be honest, um, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't have got the chance to, you know, to go back off of the FXL. So I want to thank you guys for everything that you guys have done and all, and all sacrifices you guys have made for us to be able to be where we are today. Well, Trey, I appreciate that, man. You I, you know how I feel about you, but since you're gushing over me, I'm going to go ahead and return the favor. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I've said to you and a thousand other people when they've asked, there, there's when we first started this thing, there was one player who reached out to me and said, hey, man, how can I help you with A, B, C, and D? This is going on bad here. This is going on bad here. I, I want to help you fix that. And it was you every time. You didn't know me from Adam. I didn't know you from what you call it, a can of paint today. Can and, of paint. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, but as a man, I, Trey, I always knew that you were respectful and were always going to go the extra mile to take care of us. So that was the primary reason when I saw you, you in the group not happy with things that were happening and you and I weren't talking direct. I was a little concerned that maybe you and I had lost our line of communication, but obviously that, that wasn't the case. So I just want to say, Trey, I think you're an amazing cat and I'm going to do everything I can to help you achieve your full potential. And we're going to continue doing what you and I do to get you there. Regardless of how we get there, we're going to do it the right way, the the hard way, not the easy way. Because if you take shortcuts, you don't learn the right way to do it, but we're going to get there and it's going to feel real good once you hit it. As seen from before, where I just do all them photometrics and try to take shortcuts and fuck up everything. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know shortcuts is not the way. Shortcuts is definitely not the way. Uh, Are you talking? Uh, listen to him talking to lighting. <laughs> right. No, well, you know, Trey, Trey's a full fledged engineer working for one of my clients now, dog. I mean, let's yeah, get it right. straight. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, love, well, later, I love hearing the back and forth. There was. Kind of one more thing I wanted to touch on tonight, maybe in this show. Um, since we do have this desert dog thing going on, I kind of wanted to touch on maybe some of the other things that might be in the works. Some of the other events coming up. I know we've got our, we're going to lead off the season with a fan appreciation that we've talked about a little bit. Um, we might want to dig into that maybe a little bit. I don't know, Derek. Yeah, so, yeah let me hit the calendar real quick. So so obviously this Friday, we've got the Desert Dogs Halftime Show and Player Appreciation Night. So basically every, every A7FL player that's in our player group, no matter where they're at, has been invited to attend and be a part of our Player Appreciation Night. So we got close to 400 tickets and trying to get everybody we can who's involved with the league out there to – feel the love and see the shine and have us talk good about you in front of, in front of up to 5,000 fans. So 
that that's step one and then we'll be doing the exhibition at halftime and showing these fans what a seven's made of and hopefully get them to come out to our games on march 26 so between now and march 26 we've got uh, a potential jamboree in uh la the weekend of the of march 4th and 5th if we don't do it then it will be the same weekend as our jamboree in las vegas which is march 19th theirs might be march 18th but chances are it'll be one of those four days so march 4th or 5th or march 18th or 19th we're still working out the details on that while we talk to the la captains uh, we were going to do a car wash this weekend but it's uh if you guys are paying attention to the weather in vegas today now that casey lives here it snows every fucking weekend and yeah right uh, yeah what are you talking about this weekend I wanted to wear a speedo and everything. Jesus. Hey, hey I told you I get to stay in Oklahoma. Don't blame Damn. me now. Trey, hold on. Trey, Trey, really a speedo? Thanks for that. That that uh that that thought told, in my mind, man. That picture in my mind. I just thank you. That's I, that's gonna stick. Thank I told you so much. I appreciate that. Central time zone and mountain time zone. Don't go blame that shit on me. I don't want that shit here either. Well, like it wasn't snowing until you got here. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, so so the, so we were supposed to have a car wash this Saturday as a fundraiser deal with the Richard Steele Foundation and Pride Boxing. Uh, but uh, that will either get pushed to Sunday if, if the weather clears up or pushed to a later date. So we'll let you guys know that. Uh, we're also working on a A7FL, like, legit talent show. Uh, we just found – I just found out that Andrew L., I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to try to fuck it up. But the Hawaiian cat, who's the star, one of the star defenders on the pit bosses, is a what? legit. What? Yeah, he's moving teams. But for the pit bosses this last fall, uh, and the guy who ripped the ball, and what we were just talking about a little bit ago, is a legit, like, high-end recording artist with a big following who puts on shows. So we're going to have him and a couple other guys put on a talent show to raise some funds as well. Uh. Obviously, we don't know the dates on that. That'll probably be mid-season, uh, but we'll see how that all goes. And then uh, we will be doing a few restaurant nights, fundraisers between now and then to try to generate some income for the guys to help the get some money into the Donnie Bunak Player Relief Fund to help offset some costs for some guys who need it. And then it uh, looks like April 12th will be the Donnie Bunak Celebration of Life event. Uh, more details to follow on that. And then, of course, our, our kickoff for, for L.A. and Vegas and the rest of the country, March 26th. Uh, games will for Vegas will be televised on Fox Channel 5.2 and uh, likely Stadium Channel 33.5 and uh, Cox Channel 125 and, of course, always on A7FL.TV. But uh, as we build up these other events and try to get fans out and do fan appreciation. Uh, so the jamboree as Casey alluded, alluded to two hours before the start of the jamboree, we're going to have our fan appreciation day where fans are encouraged to come out and meet the players uh, square up, square off against the players in skills competitions, maybe do some one-on-ones with them or throw them the ball on, on some go routes or, or, or whatever it is that a quarterback might want to do to, test their arm and have some fun with our guys. We're, we're putting that together. And everyone who pays for that, the players who they, they select to go against them, will get a portion of the proceeds and go towards their income or towards their uniforms and registration. So, you know, trying to do everything we can to generate some income for the guys to offset some of their costs and get the fans engaged. 
think I'm going to play a little like wide that. receiver. Love I'm it. scared. I, I think I'm going to play a little quarterback. We better pick one of the A7FL uh, quarterbacks that I can have some fun with. You know what I really want to do, actually, is play a little D-line. D-line? Oh, that <clears throat> hey, don't sleep on Derek playing D-line. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, want, to blow, man I just want to blow up two or three people and see what the, see them go. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, dog. It's like that. <laughs> and I just want to run a couple routes against some of the cornerbacks so they can say the same thing. Yes, I would, I would so, love that. So, do we have set up yet where the uh, fans can go to start looking at the tickets for that fan appreciation and the different levels of things, or are we still building that? That's still being built. That should be done by this time next week. So uh, when we're on the podcast next week, when you ask me this question, we're like, yeah, go to blah, blah, blah.com and get your tickets, which will be a7flnv.com. Or, or maybe even a7flwest.com, depending on what the website looks like that day. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, so Chris, man, you might have had Derek doing all push-ups all week. What's that? You had Derek doing push-ups all week. Why you think I'm gonna drop the ball or something? Or are you trying to get me ready? For, are you trying to get me ready for the DN position? Uh-huh. Trey, you trying to act like I don't stay in the gym, Doc? I know, right? Hey, <laughs> hey, so what's going on with the bike thing? Uh, well, that kicks off September. So, uh, Great Cycle Challenge starts uh, September first, where we ride 300 miles for childhood cancer research and try to raise in the neighborhood of ten thousand dollars for our team. Uh, through our team for childhood research, for childhood cancer research. Yeah, I don't buy me a bike because yeah, I'm going to partake in that. Like might mine. need to buy me another one too. Mine's on loan to an A7FL player. <laughs> well, Trey, I'll tell you one thing. If uh, you need a, a wide receiver to throw to, let me know, man. I want to get back out there and run a little bit. Yes, yes. You run with me in the morning time. Run, you run with me in the morning time. I run two miles every day at sunset. So. Well, I, I, I'll be honest with you and tell you I'm probably not going to do that, but um, <laughs> not, not, to start at least, not to start at least, but I will, I, I'm deciding to really get myself back into shape, so I want to start running routes, Yeah, and I'm good. serious about the uh, running routes against uh, some of our, our cornerbacks come uh, fan appreciation, because I have no problem uh, giving up some money for, for these young men, so I'll do right. that in a heartbeat. Okay, can you agree with a pit boss jersey? I mean, sorry, and sign neck jersey. Well, look, he, he, Trey, you've got a number two pit boss jersey. You won't be using it anymore. You can loan that to Chris. Nah. So I was gonna have everyone. <laughs> so I was gonna have hey, everyone. Derek, sign I it. got plenty of number two jerseys myself. Thank you very oh, much. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so Derek, yeah, Trey, but, you're gonna you're gonna do what with your jersey? Nah. So I was just gonna say, Chris, just that day, you can't wear number two. Only because I'm moving right number two. So you're so you gotta get a different number number. Uh, uh you know what, brother? Uh, this I'll, is the I'll one play time. This, no, this is this is the one time where I'm a I'm gonna go on the uh fact of respecting your elders and I'm wearing number two. <laughs> oh. oh come on. Hey, Trey, oh, Trey. Trey. I'm pulling that card. Yeah. Trey, I'll bring a backup yes. jersey for both of y'all. Y'all can play for it. <laughs> you ain't here. I'm cheating. I'm just telling you that now. I'm cheating. I can't yeah. run with you, but I'm cheating. Chris, we, we always cheat, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cheated even when we're playing. Come on, man. I know. Let's be real. Come on. Yeah, like, this is this ain't we playing football, man. This ain't, like, there, I, we're, there's nothing that's head up. 
like I don't know how to play DB. I'm pulling your I'm I'm pulling your shorts before you get the ball. Wow. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Yanking on your jersey, <laughs> exactly. Take you guys need to so you can't go nowhere. Well, so Trey, you know, I I did. You Trey, guys, I had a question for thing, you. There's one thing though before you ask him any questions. There's one thing I got to say, and I got it. I I have not been able to say that's this to Trey personally, and I want to say it to him now before okay. I forget. It's something that came up. When, He's nuts. When, <laughs> no, this is this is serious. This is serious. All right, I don't want it. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be taken in a negative in a oh, negative my, light. I want it to be very positive because this young man came up to me after they won the championship. He came up to me from I didn't see him coming to me, and he put his arm around me. And he goes, "Hey, this is for Donnie," and that meant a lot. And mm-hmm. I I got to give it to you, Trey. That literally was the one time that damn near brought tears to my eyes was when you did that. So I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate what you did Thank with that. You. And that was what I was going to say. Um, so so me and Derek talked earlier today. And first the kryptonite game, I, I had a lot on my mind because I lost my grandfather. So, so I wasn't there mentally. And, uh, you know, everything else going on in the sideline and the stands and stuff, there was a lot going on that, you know, I wasn't really – really into the game that I should have been. Um, but at the end of the championship game, when when Cheetah scored, I literally walked down to the end of the end zone by myself, took a knee, and I was – I literally, like, started praying to Donnie and my grandfather. And literally, right as that happened, here comes Lavish up the fucking middle of the field for a house call. I'm like, oh, my – so, like – so – that moment, it just felt so special. Like it, like it just felt like it was meant to be, you know. And it, it was, but but that was why I was real emotional after the game because it was just, it just felt as though it was meant to be. That moment was so special for me. Like I mean, I've never had a moment that special besides having my kids, you know, of course. But that moment, besides that, man, that, yeah, that's beautiful, bro. It it, it was, man. I'm t- Derek, I'm telling you, go look at the film of the game. You're going to see me walk all the way down to the other end of the end zone and take a knee by myself. And I was just sitting there praying, man, praying, praying, praying. And next thing you know, you know, we had the ball right in the three-yard line. And it was game over. And make make no bones about it, man. That man, that this young man was emotional when he came up to me and he told me that was for Donnie. That was um, probably something that, that I have not brought up before. Uh, I don't know why, to be honest with you, but um, when you said that and I, I saw the look in your eyes, that was uh, a, a big piece. And I gave you a big hug and I told you congratulations. Yeah. And you know what? That is a, uh, a special moment that I I wish I almost wish we had sideline cameras to capture that because that would have been a difference maker in that game. For the end. Well, I'll say it before and I'll real, say it again. Donnie no homo, that was a beautiful moment for me. I can, I can imagine. And it was a beautiful moment for me as well. And I want to say that nothing in the fall and spring that we just did happens without Donnie Bunak. Hello? I, I give him oh, absolutely all, not. all the praise. Like, I would not have been a, in a position to have and run a league like this if it wasn't for him. And he literally was the first person I called when I decided I was going to do this because I know that I needed him 
on my coaching staff when I thought I was just going to be building a single team before I was going to have upwards yeah. of 20 teams and two division, three divisions now. So <laughs> thank you, Donnie. <laughs> That's craziness. But none of this happens without him and, and the confidence oh, he gave you. me and the words he put into my head that made me think that I could do all this. So, right. All right, Trey, it's uh, 712. Did yep, you yep. go and get your Xbox controller yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm in traffic trying to get back to my house because Tropicana's shut down apparently still. Well, it's going to be for a very long time. But for some reason, it's always traffic over here. Irritating. Vegas yeah, traffic. Well, yeah, especially when there's stuff going on T-Mobile Arena. It's crossing drop at the strip is is tough. Oof. Yes, it is. Nightmare. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, Trey, I know what I wanted to ask you now. So, you, the night we were do- recording our Fall Stars uh, podcast, uh, like while we were in the middle of recording that, you put out a post um, of your own. But let me say this, though. Uh, but that was part of the reason why I decided to go to the Insomniacs. That was a big part of the reason why I decided to go to. What's that? Because of Coach Donnie? And here you guys. Wait, say again, uh, Derek. Sorry, I said because of Coach Donnie. Yeah, that's a major reason why I like, like, um, Donnie helped me out in more ways than anyone can ever imagine. Like, more ways than anyone imagined. He gave my wife to get my daughters and you know, me somewhere to stay. He was a good dude, man, across the board. Like, everything he did. You know, when we didn't have shit, you know, still right. always have a place in my heart, always. Yeah, that, that dude had the biggest heart and would, would do anything for anybody if you were if you were a, a nice person. He, that's just who he was, man. I, I, I love that guy forever. I just don't want guys to forget who Donnie was, you know, because I would yeah. never forget who he was. So, but, I mean, I mean, but, I mean, oh, I mean, but since day one, I've said to everyone, like, this season is for Donnie, this season is for Donnie. So, meanwhile, everyone takes it for granted, you know, but, I, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, every play, I go 110 miles per hour. Every play. I don't care if it's – I don't care if it's going to grab a bottle of water. I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know. And, and that got the mentality, you know, from Donnie, just, just being around him and just, and just getting his energy, you know, the excitement just – yeah, it was. It seemed like it seemed like he was living through me in that game, you know, in a way. So it's only right to go and honor, you know, the team that that he brought to the A Seven NFL. Well, look that that team is going to definitely put They're some like respect noise. on his name. Yeah. So. I, based on what James is building over there and my relationship with James is as strong as my relationship with Donnie's is and was James and I go way back in the football world as well with Chris too. And uh, I'm excited to see him manage that team with now you announcing that you're on it. I can't, I can't wait to see what the spring looks like for the insomniacs. They've gone from waves, no doubt. Right. They've gone from two seasons with zero wins. That's going to change this season for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Derek, sure. hey, Derek but you're failing to mention that, you know, 
it's a it's a, so so it's a two player package deal. Guess who that would be? I, look, I, I'm not putting your business out there. Who's the second player? I ain't gonna put it out there either. He's about to find out, but we all know who it is. We all know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I, I guess I guess we will see. Hey, Mr. Chris. And yes, Chris. sir. And yes, we do practice. By the way, <laughs> I have no doubts, practice. man. You can't you can't come oh, yeah. out and do what you do without practice. You know, and the thing about it is. Uh, I've told you before, if there's, and forget about what I said about receiver, if there's ever anything that you want to work on, let me know. Because I'm always, I'm always here to help out. And and guys in this league, I want you to know, anybody who listens to this podcast, I want you to know, my phone is always open for you to call me if you need anything. I don't want you to think that because I'm division manager or that I'm um, part of uh, the staff that I can't come help out. I can't coach because I think that that is um, leading myself into being biased. Exactly. And I can't be that way. What I need to be is, is neutral, but at the same time, I'm all about helping any young man that wants to take his, his um, take his career seriously and move to the next level. I'm all about helping in any way I can. So Trey, I put that out to you. If you want me to come out with you and work with you, I have no problem with it. Yep, I'll be out. Well, if it, depending on how the weather is tomorrow, I'll, I will be all American at six p.m. tomorrow. So you can come out tomorrow if you if you like. If you're not busy tomorrow. Yeah, give me a little bit more than a day's notice, my brother, because I'm <laughs> I'm actually flying in at six ten tomorrow tomorrow okay. night from San Diego. So um, yeah, it, it won't be. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then um, I've got the uh, funny enough, we've got the hockey game tomorrow at six. But good, um, new- good news, this podcast doesn't drop till tomorrow, so people won't be able to rob you because they know you're away and you're announcing it on national air. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not really worried about that because even when I'm not here, there's somebody at home. So we. That's good. right. And the big ass and a big ass dog. Yeah, two big ass dogs now. Actually, right. the post. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Trey, I did want to hit you with something real quick. So uh, as we were doing our podcast last week and we were selecting our fall star teams, basically what ended up being what we, me, Chris, Casey, and the guys from the three-on-one show, if Vegas had one team that was to travel nationally and play, those would be our starting guys on defense, offense, and uh, on special teams, right? That's what that fall stars team. So it was basically a fall – Vegas all pro based on just the guys who contributed in the fall. And I got done with that podcast and went to Facebook. And the first thing I saw was you saying, yo, y'all let's give it up to who I think the all-stars are. And literally you went down the list and named every single person that we had just talked about on the podcast, like 17 17 out of 20. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know what we were talking about when we all came together, but obviously, Trey yeah, saw the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got to. Trey was actually listening yeah, the whole I time. Them That's what he's not hours. telling us. Yeah. <laughs> I watch film on everybody. Like, like I might even exaggerate. Like, I watch film over and over and over. Of, like, not even just, you know, of the pit bosses, but of everyone, you know. But That's only because I like to give, you know, so I'll say I like to give credit where credit is due, you know. And and me personally, if I see something that you know 
that you may need to work on, I'm going to tell you. And, and that's one thing that guys here in Vegas don't take lightly is animosity. Or I'll say not even animosity. I'll say more so like criticism. And it may not even be bad criticism. It, it you know, but guys don't know how to handle criticism. And that's a lot. And that is, I'll say 80% of the reason why, uh, why, um, why we aren't as good as we should be. You know, like right. I, I, it, it's, it's, everybody it's, already knows everything. Yeah, like everyone is, everyone is, everyone knows everything. They played in the NFL. They played in college. They did this and they did that. So it's like they know everything about everything already. That's the one thing I hate about you know Vegas because because in reality, like as a player, bro, there's stuff that I'm learning every single day that at the same time I've never you know said to guys, but I watch certain guys and how they run their routes or at the same time, you know, what they do. Like, even with Smooth. The one thing I learned about Smooth is that Smooth, like, even if he, so I'll say, he, like, Smooth always has his eyes downfield. Always. 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 It don't matter if it's a guy in his face, if it's a guy behind him, he's looking to throw the ball, you know? And and that's one of my biggest flaws is me not having patience. I'm so ready to run the fucking play and go here and do this and, and do this that sometimes I don't read defense the way that I should read it because I'm so much in a rush. But when I watch smooth and every time he goes to the line, he's calm, he's relaxed. He already knows where he's going 80% of the time based off what the defense is giving him, you know? That's one thing that I have to learn, and I'm not afraid to say that on a fucking podcast because I because I already know that I'm not perfect, you know, and always room for improvement. Well, Trey, but, you literally just broke down yourself the same thing that I said. I'm like, look, based on if I was starting a team, based on what I saw in the fall, based on what I like to see and how I coach and what I'm expecting out of my players, I give smooth the edge over you. But I was thinking eleven man padded football. When you look yeah. at the way A7FL is played and the guys who are winning it at the top, Sterry and Huff, you know, they've won the last three or four in a row and have played against each other for the last three or four championships in a row. So they're clearly the best, right? Uh, they, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't win a championship without being at least, you know, one of the best. So right. the, the, the point is they were the best for the, they were the best quarterback option for the winning team and took their team to a championship and won it. Let's put it like that. Yes. yes all, all, they both are <laughs> equal run, equal throw. And if they see you in a, in a man-to-man set and they don't kn- immediately see their first receiver option, they are tucking the ball and torching you with their feet. And that's mm-hmm. what you did. So I changed my answer in mid, mid-podcast and said, you know what? Rob, Fabian, you are right. I am changing my vote to Trey for my, for my quarterback for that, because a, as an a seven FL quarterback, what you put on this last fall was the best thing we had at quarterback this fall for a seven FL. Nah, yes. I disagree. The best, the best uh, fit for a seven style. I disagree. Play, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm disagree with you on that one, Derek. Like, okay. and I might, and I might even bring it down. Yeah. I might even tap in or like, you know, like, you know, trying to like throw salt in the wound, nothing like that. But the best player this season as far as QB, I say was smooth. That's only because smooth came in. I say he came in the league week two, you know, and then they had the same amount of stats as I had after missing two weeks of, you know, first two weeks of the season. 
you know. Um, so it, I I got a lot of respect for Smooth, you know. But, well, uh, look, in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, if you want to do an NFL comp, Smooth is Josh Allen. You're Lamar Jackson. Yep. I Lamar Jackson. I agree with that. That would be so who's K Uno? Uh, uh there 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 isn't a comp for him in the league right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he's he's more he's more Lamar Jackson than Trey is. Like if I'm if I'm being yeah. if I'm being like real, real, real with it, Smooth's probably more like Kyler Murray, where Trey is more like Josh Allen because he's calling or 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 Jimmy Garoppolo, where they're calling run plays for him like legit run plays for him where Lamar Jackson is also, he's a primary runner before he's a, a primary thrower. And that's what K Uno was like. He, whether he wanted to or not, his line broke down and he had to dance around the backfield, make seven people miss. And then he's in the end zone. I mean, that's, that's how they won their games. It wasn't because they had great offensive sets it's because he was a magician in the backfield. Okay. You know, is an amazing, like he's an amazing runner. He's a better runner than me, to be honest. You know, uh, that's my honest opinion. No, um, you're, you're a you're a better downfield runner. He's a shiftier runner. Yeah, see, only difference between me and Kayuno is that is that eighty percent of the time he'll try to run around you. I'm gonna try to run through you. Exactly. That's, That's what I said. You're a better downfield runner. Like when you got momentum, you're like you're not putting your you're not putting your foot in the ground and going the other direction. You're going over somebody or through them. No, I learned that from you, Derek. You and Chris, <laughs> the very first podcast. My very first podcast, you guys talking all that shit about how and swag, we should pancake guys and smash guys and talk shit and get back up. And, the, and one guy you guys knocked out, you know. So I just took that mentality. No, Chris know. knocked a guy out. I would never do that. <laughs> Way to throw him under yeah. the bus. How's that? How's that? You guys talking about a receiver knocking somebody out? How is that? Yeah, you were Heinz Ward light. Let's, let's go. Damn. Oh, I'm giggling yeah. the whole time. I did it too. I know. I know. know. So. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just cool. It like, it's like, it's, it's really an honor to just be able to, like, to you know, hear you guys talk about all the times you guys played and you guys have fun, and and to sit here and be able to watch my generation do the same thing you guys did. You know, it's really pretty cool. Like to be honest, it's really amazing. You know. Yeah, and I, oh, okay, I, okay. I appreciate that you're appreciated because we're doing everything in our heart to give it back and to make sure you guys have an even better experience than what we had, and it's happening. I'm loving it. Okay, that. so now I have a question for you guys, for Derek, Chris, for all three of you guys. So one okay. play, So uh, if it's one player in this league, who would you compare yourself to? Uh, my playing style? Yeah. Uh, in the in the overall league or in or in Nevada, Nevada. I mean, you can do you do overall. All right. So defensively, I I was probably RTC. I don't think I I, I wasn't tone because I didn't have the the great lateral movement. I was edge rush, and if you went one direction that I couldn't and shook me, I was done because I got no left knee. Uh, at, at quarterback, the the probably the best comp would be Willie Perry, but I would say that I had a better command of the offense than him. So I would say a command of the offense like smooth, but my game was Willie Perry. Impressive. You think that's fair, Chris? 
Um, to an extent, because I think the piece that you would be missing is you and no knock against uh, against Perix. I think he he'll come back and he'll be more mobile, but you're more mobile than he is. Yeah, so I'd probably say uh, so. Let's say uh, smooth and Willie Perry's body is what I was. That that's yeah, probably the, I would the, agree the, with that. The the the, the best comp for me. Yeah, I'd agree. For but me, I can, but I can only roll right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you can roll right with the best of them <laughs> right um for me i i can honestly say i don't think there is a and not saying that i was better no. than anybody because i wasn't but i did things that unconventional that a lot of your, receivers, your comp your comp as a receiver is Knox. Knox. yep Nah, Long, big body would block the hell out of you, and if you once you're expect not expecting him to block, he just beats you over the top, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yes, yeah, see, Knox is an amazing player too, and a lot of people under see a lot of people underestimate Knox, but Knox is pretty fast for his size. You know, I've always known Knox to be like from me being here in Vegas for seven years. He he's always well. I can't say that because Knox was my tight end for almost two seasons, like football. And he was my go-to receiver every time, every time, and he didn't disappoint at all. Well, now, I'll, I'll share. I'll share funny with you. At one point in time, playing uh, wide receiver, and and this is a story that Derek wasn't on the team with me, but um, I was playing wide left, and basically we had a a, a run called a sweep. Derek, you know how it was when a cornerback would start talking. I was running a sweep his side, and I'd tell him that the sweep was coming. He wasn't doing shit about it. But in this instance, I tried to throw him down to the ground. He was holding on to my jersey. So the only thing I could do was literally walk him through the back of the end zone. And I I, when I say walk I him, I picked, I picked him up and walked him through the back of the end zone. And the, uh, the referee on the side was laughing so hard, he couldn't blow his whistle for the touchdown. That's funny. So I did things unconventionally. I would tell, I'd literally come into the huddle. If a, if a corner was talking too much shit, I'd tell Derek, hey, sweep left. And Derek would look at me and goes, okay. And I would walk out and I would tell the corner, hey, we're running a sweep this side. Hey, thanks for letting me know. No, you, you're you going to be watching it on your back. And nine times out of 10, that's exactly what he was doing, was watching it on his back. You were 95% right. It was sweep right. <laughs> I played left yeah. side, sweep left. <laughs> no, not on that play. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. So, do you guys think? So, do you guys think the physicality is the same from when you guys played, or is it is, is it less? I mean, it's oh no, no, less, no, 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 no. What I saw in the fall was more physical than what we played, and I was extremely. Uh, surprised and extremely happy at the same time. I I did not think that there were cats in Vegas at, at with this many guys being involved that had that level of physicality in a non-padded game. I didn't think it existed. Like from and I say and I say that lovingly because I saw what the best we had to offer in Las Vegas went back to, back east and the physicality wasn't there. This fall that shit changed. And Rashad uh, no, I'm talking about across the board. Like the physicality oh. last season was no sure, way. Trey, you saw it yourself, man. You you had yeah. to know that the hits that happened this fall were way tougher than the hits you had in the spring. 
Yeah, now it's uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen RTC is that blown up a few good times. Yeah, Max. Like like I was our, quite surprised. Our our level of defensive line play like tripled, and. Well, what thought, Rob said about it when we were calling the uh, the All Stars, remember Rob said, "Dude, the the defensive line in Vegas, the defensive lines, pick one. We can't pick three. We had a hard time picking four. Yeah, right. We we had to we had to stop it at four. Like literally, we said, okay, let's just pick three DNs and one linebacker so that we you know we at least give as many people who deserve it their flowers. Yeah, because I mean the the defensive line in Vegas just uh, I, I'll put it this way." I've I've seen the flag league change from what we played in, and I didn't think the physicality was there like it used to be. But after watching fall the fall, dude, my my thoughts I I would agree with you, Derek. The the hitting that has been out there and the physicality has been taken to a whole new level. And right. you know, you guys get acclimated to this game, and I knew it would take them a season to get acclimated. But now that they're acclimated, dude, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, we're going to be BIC or anything like that. But I think the physicality level has been taken up, not one notch or two, but between, I would say between seven to 10 notches. Because what I saw this fall as an overall, guys were hitting. And the thing that killed me, or not killed me, but the thing that I love to see where they were helping the guys up that they just hit. Right. So there was a right, lot of respect right. going on in the league too with that. Yeah, I love that. Except for the one time uh, uh, somebody did the gritty over somebody. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I to honestly say, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. It, it, was, it, was, it was a war on the field, but at the end of the day, it was like we still have respect for each other. Like, like I never, I mean, Without the first jamboree where we got, you know, booted up jamboree, <laughs> that's another story. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah, like, like it really wasn't no, no, no. It was nothing but love. It was, it was love and hate at the same time. It, you know, it, 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 like if that's possible. But it, well, it's, it's, it's a fraternity, man. You and you guys got to play this game as such. You know, the NFL players hate each other on during the game, but after the game, there's a lot of mutual respect, and I think that's what right. needs to go down. It, it's all about y'all being out there playing a game that is very physical and guys can get hurt. We know that, but you guys are out there putting your best foot forward and playing in this game. Don't, you know, talk all the crap you want to before the game. After the game, it's all love because we're all one family. And how many times did I tell you when we, when we got done with the game, I'd bring everybody together from both teams. I'll say, this is, this is a fraternity, you know, look at each other and understand that we're all brothers here. And you pick each other up no matter what, because that is part of who we are here in Vegas. I don't give a damn about other divisions and people could down me for that all you want. But the fact of the matter is when it comes to the Vegas division, my heart is here and my heart is with all of you players. And I will be damned if I let anybody talk shit about my boys, period. Yep. That's why I said Vegas versus everybody. Yeah, division manager, Chris Vera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, so 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 everyone from the east coast listening in i mean well they will be tomorrow but i'm saying just know that vegas is coming we're coming to make a statement you know and and that's and that's i'm not I, i'm not talking on my ass i'm not talking 
you know, um, yeah. you know, once again, to boost anything up, but some of us got a chip on our shoulder and, you know, we coming, we coming to put on for the city, like, well, like never before. Well, let's, let's put it like this. So the force lost to the BIC by 44 points last, last season, right? Yep. We're going to have a definite East versus West championship this season. Based on what you know about our, our league right now, Trey, and this competition you faced in the spring versus what you faced in the fall, with whatever team comes out of the West, it will be a team that is either one of the Vegas teams that has run the gauntlet and been the best in Vegas, and then or an L.A. team that ran the gauntlet and was good enough to beat a Vegas team that's run the gauntlet or an Ohio team that's beat out one of those two teams to go up against the champion from the East. So knowing that, what would you say with the champion from the East playing whoever our champion is from the West, what would you make the point spread today? I'm going to make it, it's going to be, I'll say 29 to 29, 19. So you're Uh, saying 10 points. So the East West wins Coast. by 10? What, the West, no, the West wins by 10? Let me so you're tell you saying the, the, the West is a 10-point favorite, you think? Yeah. Let me, let me tell you why. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, look, look, I'm listening. So, I know. I'm loving it. So I'm listening. Go. Write this down and keep this receipt, okay? Tuck it away somewhere where you guys won't forget. And I'm going to tell you why the West – I mean, I'm going to tell you why the West is going to win. Because once the East come out and play in Vegas, they're going to be out the comfort zone, you know? The only reason why BIC and the U – and all those guys are so good is because they have chemistry. They've been playing together for years, you know? That's the only reason. But you take them out the element, you put them in it, you put them somewhere where they're not comfortable or not, you know, used to being, it's a whole different ballgame. Different ballgame. Okay. And, well, and you, mind you, you, man, the fans, people, it's going to be 80% Vegas people here fan-wise. So you think everyone here in Vegas aren't going to be cheering the Vegas team on or anything. It's going to be it's going to be a dog fight, but I'll take the Vegas team walking away. i say maybe, yeah, about 10 points spread. All right. So, so West Coast, 10 point favorite based mm-hmm. on it, it being a home field advantage for the West. Now, trade, keep in mind, it could be a team from Ohio that actually nope. ends up playing nope. out here, but it, nope. They will have an opportunity. Nope. <laughs> it could, look, it could be a team from L.A. that plays out here, but regardless nope. of who it is. Hey, hey, nope, it's going to be a Vegas team. <laughs> okay. <Nope. laughs> look, look, okay, look, let me explain. I'm going to tell you why Ohio's not going to make it. Because, like you just said, Derek, the Las Vegas Force went back east and got their ass whooped by 44 points, right? And the only reason why they got their ass whooped that, that bad was because they wasn't used to that kind of physicality. Like, this – kind of football isn't the kind of football you play wearing pads or you know like it's a different kind of it's a different breed of football and most and like all these new teams and all these new guys jumping in this you know league thinking that it's sweet because once again they see the stuff on tv or you know on youtube or whatever the case may be but even for me my first time playing this league stuff it wasn't easy you know but i made the best whatever i made the best of but i think that ohio is it going to be good until maybe about year two, year three? Because the first year is always going to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, either way, it's going to be a. It's going to be one of the teams to make it out of Ohio, but I don't see them making it pretty far, only because of the physicality is going to be on a different level. 
and it's it's it, it, it just not gonna it's just not gonna nah it's gonna be west versus east and, that's, and it ain't gonna be the force I guarantee you that sure. but it's, it's gonna be <laughs> okay. east versus the west east versus well, Derek, the west you know what let, let let's uh, and, and Trey I gotta I gotta put it I gotta put something out here right now Derek you've seen the um, players from the east coast you've seen what these t- some of these teams have to offer. I, I've only seen it on TV. I haven't seen it live. And I think there's something different when you see it live. For sure. So this especially, is why I'm asking. Especially standing at the field level, watching it go down. Exactly. So this is why I'm asking. Do you think after watching the guys from back East, do you think that Vegas has the talent, forget the teams, the talent to go along with the East Coast guys? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Person for person for person, absolutely talent wise, it's there. What, what what's the the big the the deciding factors will be how well a team travels if they're taking care of themselves and doing the right things, right? The discipline, the the travel discipline that's required. The force didn't have that for game two. They had it for game one. They didn't have it for game two. They turned me down. The <laughs> the effectiveness of the offensive line and the effectiveness of the play calling by the quarterback or the coach to make sure that they have the protection package in to deal with the rush that will come from the East coast from regardless of who a West coast team will play in the championship, they send beasts. And if you don't have a protection package ready for that, you end up with what the force ended up with last season and retreating on every play and having to get rid of the ball and, and less than a second. Well, so, would you say that what you saw that. in the fall in the fall brawl, and what we had as far as rushers are concerned here in Vegas, are we at the level of the yeah, East Coast uh, defensive uh, linemen? D, D, yeah. D linemen, yes. D linemen, yes. O line, O linemen, no. O linemen, no. I, I I watched our offensive line and our offensive line protections break down on. So if it wasn't pit bosses or kryptonite playing the o-line was getting beat on 90 percent of the plays Mm -hmm. kryptonite and pit bosses like 60 percent of the plays can i tell you a fun fact so uh, for the lineman brandon you know all season i never got sacked up the middle before all season not one time every sack that i got came from the outside every time Trey, and that, that's as that speaks as much to Brandon's value at the at the nose position or the center position as it does your ability to stay in the pocket and step up instead of retreating out the backside. Yep. See, 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 see. In order for Vegas to beat the East Coast team, like I said before, I've watched hours of them of of the animals of the U of the Snow Tribe, all those guys. I watched them, and like I said, championship game last year. With no try, I mean not last year, but the year before, with no tribe in the U. The reason um, they won was because all the players they ran were were in less than a half a second. The ball was gone. Everything has mean, to be quick, fast, quick. You mean fast. BIC of the U? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything has to be quick and fast. You can't sit in the pocket and hold the ball and expect four guys to just you know miss tackles or arm tackle because that's not how they coming. They gonna like it, everything has to be quick fast and that's and that's and that's the one thing that i've learned from 
from watching all the guys back east. Everything, like, everything is so, it's, it's quick. It's like, you know, I can't explain it. It's just, you have to know uh, where you're going even before the ball is snapped. You have to know what you're doing. And you have to have all the guys on the same page, you know, and, and that. And in order for Vegas to beat guys back east, everything is going to have to be quick, you know. Yeah, um, and let me just say, because I was shitting on the O-lines, I want to also shit on the quarterbacks equally so so we're, so we're everybody understands. If the quarterback doesn't trust his O-line enough to, to sit in the pocket, he's got he's putting his O-line in danger and making the O-line look bad and making himself look bad. So a lot of what I saw in the fall this season was quarterbacks bailing out early and running from the protection instead of stepping up in the pocket where their protection was. And that's not on the offensive line as much as it is on the quarterback if they're not calling that right. So the challenge that I have with what I saw is bad quarterback to line protection communications, right? If the O-line is setting up a a protection package or the quarterback is setting up a protection package and they don't both coordinate and work together, it's drama. It's yeah. gonna and it's gonna get hurt every time. See, but the yeah, thing about the offensive put, line. That's right, Chris. Go ahead. I was gonna say, does that put um, some of our quarterbacks in a better position to win then? Because, like you said, with Trey being able to take off at any given moment, and for some of these plays to happen the way they are or the way they could break down, um, having a mobile quarterback like a Trey, like a Smooth, or like a K Uno. Um, does that put some of these uh, East Coast defenses on their heels? Yes, and that's what I was getting to. I was I was going to say, I don't care what Corey Hammond, Matthew, Rob, and any of the guys talking about. From the film that I watch, the guys back East block just as much as we block out here. There's no like, there's no sitting in the pocket and, and wanting to throw the ball in this league. Like that that does not exist in this league. I'm sorry to say, but I'm just being honest. Like. There's there there is an alignment that I've seen. I mean, not saying alignment, but but watching all the film from back east and watching it, the film out here as far as offensive alignment, it's the same comparison. Like everybody sends four people, so you don't have time to sit in the pocket. It's so it's either you're going to run or you're going to have to predetermine where you're going with the ball even before the ball is snapped, and that's eighty percent of the time. Like like this league is is becoming so so fast paced that that. Sitting in the pocket is is like is more so becoming non-existent, you know, in a sense. So then, so, having a having a a uh, then that tells me one thing. I, I dude, I wish I was twenty years younger. Um, <laughs> having a wide receiver that's willing to block downfield for yeah, you. Yeah, that's exactly and, it, Chris. Some of that would be would dude. That would be so much damn fun. I would tell you right now. You know, call a color if you're running and run behind me because I could guarantee you one thing: that cornerback ain't getting to you. Well, I tell you guys one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Derek. But I mean, but why do you think I call screens all the time? Because in reality, I call screens every time because I know guys like DP and Lavish. You know, all those guys were 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 pancaking guys. They didn't care about fucking blocking. They loved to block. You know, so that was one thing we never have to worry about. I say on the whole entire season, eighty percent of our screens either got us more than five yards or was even touchdowns. Because because our receivers were actually blocking downfield, like I, and I'll say DP, I give him all respect because I've never seen him. I mean, not him, but just anyone ever here in Vegas in any A7, A7 NFL. I've never seen a player pancake one guy, 
turn from him and go pick another guy, like blocking on a screenplay, and still running down through with the receiver in the end zone. It was tone. I've never seen that in my life. Then you never play with me. Uh, right. <laughs> so I've done that on many occasions. Yeah, but Trey, but Trey, you're right, man. That's that's something that it takes the right guy and it takes the right coaching and the right element for dudes to want to block for somebody like that. That's one thing, man. That's 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 right. just having a receiver that understands the game and right. puts aside his his uh, receiving numbers and and all of his accolades and says, mm-hmm. "Look, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do what's best for the team." And if it if if it was a player like me, I could give a shit less about catching those those um, those passes and and running for those touchdowns because when I have my my quarterback running for them touchdowns, dude, I'm all in. Yep, all yeah. in. So, Chris, Chris, let me ask you a question. So, yeah. so if you were so say I play for the pit, um, say I'm in pit bosses, right? And we're in championship mm-hmm. game. You play for BIC or the U or you know, whoever. You're playing here in Vegas. You know I'm at quarterback. Are you gonna send for every single play, or are you gonna, or are you gonna play a servitude? It's gonna be the tough, same. man. Because realistically, I gotta have a a uh, a linebacker spy you because of your running ability. Because if I'm playing, if I'm playing man downfield, my back is to you as a cornerback, exactly. and you're gonna gain yards. And in this game, I'm sorry, but you, it, it's very difficult to play zone in this game very difficult because of the matchups and what you can release. So I, it, if I'm running, if I'm rushing four, I can tell you one thing, I'm going to show four rushers and I'm dropping one guy to spot you. Yeah. Yep. And, and the, our method tray was we would send two aggressive from the outside to make mm-hmm. you step, to make you step up. If you were a guy that liked to retreat, if you were a yeah. guy that liked to step up, We'd send we'd send two up the middle and keep two on the outside for contain. So we we would basically study who the quarterback was, how they got their yards when they were take off running. Most of them in our in our time were guys who were who would who were willing to step up. So we we'd send two wide, made sure they stayed wide, so that guy had to step up, and then the nose would sit there and just get sacks over and over and over again because he would push his man into the quarterback, wait for the quarterback to dance around him. And then drop to the ground and trip him up. That was that was our game. And if the quarterback, that if the quarterback took off and tried to run, he'd be thrown off his back foot. And our guys all played trail technique, so we were getting picks. It was the defense that we had for that time for the guys we were going up against. It was perfect, and we knew how to flex to make it work depending on the style of quarterback. So for a guy mm-hmm. like you, I'd send two wide, push the guy up the middle, and have a spy coming up the coming up your your throwing side to make to make sure that you weren't comfortable trying to throw. Right. See, see, but I couldn't have tried doing that. And every time they tried doing that, once I'm like, and I'm not talking about, and I'm not trying to sound selfish or make it about myself, but once they, like, so once that front line defense was broken, it was no one, like, you know, I was, yeah. it, 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 it was no one. So <laughs> if bad. you go back and look and look at that tape, what actually happened was RTC was the best spy that they had. And because he had to play both sides of the ball, he can only be out there for about two yeah. plays a series. So when he was out there, you guys weren't doing well. When he wasn't out there, y'all were cooking. And mm-hmm. to and to to kudos to you and Coach Bartley for running enough plays to get him so tired that he couldn't be out there enough. But running Cheetah enough plays where he couldn't be out there as much. Those two guys were the 
two people who were shutting you guys down and because they were tired doing other things on offense and on returns, you end up, you ended up outlasting them in the end. That's what I saw from looking back at the tape personally. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Damn good game. I, I was surprised seeing him go to DN. I was surprised seeing Anthony go to DN. That shit had me. I was like, "What? Yeah, DN now?" He, yeah, yeah, he man. Was, he, was he, a, was, he was a beast out there too. After the game, he was like, "He was like, man. He was like, I was getting so. He was like, I was getting so tired of fucking chasing your ass. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you was. Boy, I'm like, him, him and uh, McCorkle are just relentless. They they oh, never dude. give up on a play, bro. It's dude, dog. I know. That's fun. fun to watch. See, Definitely. but. So imagine I'm sorry, the Viking. Old... Nobody even knows yeah. his real name. The Viking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but imagine, but imagine having a defense with guys with that, like with that kind of mentality here in Vegas. We would never lose. You know, it don't matter who we play against. Like yeah. just having that mentality, we would never lose. And that's, and, and that's one thing that I tried to always show other guys like you know like like not show other guys but i'll say like lead by example you know as far as attitude wise or as far as you know telling whatever that's why that's why i used to i mean not used to but that's why i run guys over because it sets the tone it's it, it gets guys excited it gets guys want, wanting to play oh now i'm turned up now i'm gonna go do what the fuck he just goes you know what he right. did now 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 i'm gonna go on defense and i'm gonna go smack some shit now you know exactly. that was the whole point and it worked. It worked. You know? Worked yeah, that's tight. Can't argue that fact with you. All right, guys. It it, it's We're in close to two hours now. We've got eight minutes before we hit the two-hour mark. So I'm going to start winding this down and say, first of all, thank you for everybody for spending two hours with us tonight, especially Trey taking time out of your day right, to, to, to chop it up with us. And uh, more importantly, to clear the air of what was happening and to – help everybody understand what these all-star and all-citizens teams mean and what the differences are. I think with everyone having a real understanding, some of the back and forth talk in the, in the, on the chat boards will maybe decrease a little bit. I know some, some won't ever get it, but that, that, you know, some people just like that and that's okay. We still love them regardless. But, Is uh, one more thing though? Oh one yeah. More so, thing. Wait, hang on, hang on. so what we, what we do to wrap the show is we ask for, your parting shots. So if you'd like to go first, we can give it to you first, but we normally save right. you the, the guest for last. Okay. So my shot is at my own teammate, and I love him to death. But Packer, bruh, you are not – so I'm, and I'm – and this is honestly from just watching film. All the interceptions that he had were thrown right to him. It wasn't like he went up and mauled somebody or did anything spectacular. So please stop – claiming to be the best DB in the A7FL Nevada because all your shit was given to you like Christmas gifts. You didn't go out and you didn't, you know, work for this shit or take the ball or lock nobody down, okay? So please stop acting like you are the best DB here in Las Vegas because that is not accurate. And them don't, them does not lie, you know? That's that's my uh, thing. Um, shots fired. Go ahead. Shots fired. Shots fired. Go um, ahead. Shots fired. What else? What else? Bang, uh, bang, bang. Um, <laughs> no bang, bang. Just shots fired. Yeah, okay. For, I'm a, yeah, no, and, and for Anthony Bartley, I'm just going to say, Coach, man, I love you to death, bro. But um, but I'm sorry things have to end this way. You know, I got to do what's best for me. And 
you know, that's for the league, I guess, at, at the same time. But uh, no harm, no hard feelings, coach. You know, I'm always here. You can give me a phone call. But Packer, yeah, for sure, Packer. Like, you need to, you need, you need to bring it down a notch. All right. Thank you, Trey. Chris, what you got, buddy? Where do I start? Where do I start? Um, no, no. I'm, I'm a, you know what? When it comes to that stuff, man, look, like I told you, I got love for everybody in this league, man. I, I don't, I don't call people out. That's not me. Um, I respect everybody's game. And I watch you guys. Remember, I, Trey, I watch you guys from the sidelines every single Sunday. And I got a coaching hat on. I see plays and I see what's going on out there. So I, I, I'm not calling nobody out. What I will say is, as my final shot is, you know, after what we witnessed for the fall season, I am very excited about what's to come and what we're going to see moving forward, you know, come the spring season. And even though March 26th, right now seems like a long ways off dude it's around the corner and mm -hmm. i can't wait to see these teams i mean look man i'll be the first to admit what i saw and i said it before i'll say it again what i saw from kryptonite blew me away what i saw from the hunters blew me away k uno um smooth everybody these guys blew me away because we knew nothing about them coming into the league so mm -hmm. I am not going to go into this season with my eyes closed. I'm going to go into this season with my eyes wide open. And I'm, I'm interested to see what, what's going on with you guys over on the Insomniacs. I'm interested to see what happens with Sick With It. I'm interested to see what happens with all these new teams and the new players coming in. So my last parting shot is March 26th, man. Let's, let's go get it. I, I'm waiting. I can't wait to see what some of these teams bring. Let's go get it. Oh, uh, right. Derek, one more and thing. I promise one more thing. It. No, it's you'll probably Chris. have something to say after I say it, after I talk to you. Go. <laughs> oh, damn. No, Chris, but, but I want to thank you, you know, because so you were the one, honestly, you were the one who showed me really how to throw a deep ball by turning my hips. I never turned my hips, ever. And when you showed me how to turn my hips and throw the ball deep, like far as hell, I threw the ball maybe about 30 yards farther than I ever threw the ball ever in my life. Just by you telling me how to just turn my hips. That one practice, I mean, the one tryout, yeah, the one practice we had over at Walnut. And ever since, and ever since that day, when I work out, you know, every week, whatever, I literally sit there and I don't even throw the ball. I just turn my hips. I, I, I'll be on one knee and I just sit on my hips, turn my hips to the ball, turn my hips to the ball. And that right there, uh, that right there has helped me a lot from this past season, a lot. We're just here to help, my brother. I'm just here to help. I love to help young men and young young talent, you know, achieve what they want. So, you know, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say message to Trey and other players in this league. Uh, we have to do better taking care of each other on the chat boards and – the stuff that we put out on social media. Like I understand a troll is fun, but what people don't realize is when you start trolling, if you don't call the man that you're trolling and let him know that's what's happening, you're creating undue animosity. And some people who aren't 
as close to the situation, see what's happening, and they think things are spiraling out of control. So you are responsible for your own actions. And if you didn't make the all citizens team, it's because of your own actions and your coaches seeing that you don't give them the respect and don't take care of the league the right way. And Trey and I got into it on social media, back and forth. We have, and Trey, I got to be honest, I was livid, pissed. When you retired, I was thinking, Maybe I was happy, but at the same time, I got so I no, look, I was pissed, Trey. I, I'm, I'm gonna shoot you straight. We, we were getting into it, and I was like, you know what? I, I need to talk to this dude directly. And if I don't have this conversation direct, I'm just gonna sit here in my feelings the whole time, feeling disrespected yeah, because feeling disrespected because I know what our relationship is and mm-hmm. we couldn't talk. And that made me feel like the relationship that I thought we had wasn't what I thought it was. So nah. what so what I'm stressing to everybody within an earshot of this message today is be real with it, but be real all the way. If you really don't feel like you're trying to get in in the next man's into his drama or trying to put him on blast and you're just doing it to have some fun, reach out to that man and, and have that conversation with him because you never know what the other person across the board is feeling. Now I'm I'm a big boy. I can take it. I can sit in my feelings and I you trade to a man. You would tell everybody, I reached out to you like, yo, I need to squash this. What's up? I need to hear I from know. you. I, I, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. This ain't right. I need to hear from you. So I, I, I answer the phone because I knew he's going to chew my ass out. That's why I answer the phone. <laughs> 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 you Look, I'm, like, I'm going to give him a dare, so I'm going to give him a dare. Yeah, so. I, I, I am a fucking sweetheart, but I am also confrontational as fuck when people get outside of, of the bandwidth that we give. Like I tell everybody, my parenting style is the same as my coaching style. I will give you more love than you can even fucking stand between these two lines. But when you step outside of that line, I'm cutting off your fucking foot. And that's the way I coach and I parent. And when when you do that, you people know where they stand with you and they understand how you feel about them. And you they give you the love and respect that you garnish. Whether I deserve it or not, I get what I garnish. So... Uh, Trey, thank you for our time today at lunch. I really appreciate us chopping it up and clearing the air and understanding what your true grievances are. I hope everyone hears this podcast and understands that this, although this is fantasy world football stuff and we're talking social media, there's real lives that are being affected with this stuff. And there's some people who are involved with our league who are using this as a launching board for their platforms, for their success, for them to be successful as I expressed the trade today, my entire life savings and retirement is wrapped up in this league. And when people don't respect it, they are literally taking money from my family. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Trey, thank you very much. Thank you, Basically. sir. Thank you. Can we agree to make the model for the, uh, for the spring season, one for all, all for one? I would really like that. That, that is a beautiful sentiment, and we, we can start stressing that the minute we're done with this call, and I, I love that. Okay. Second that. Third that. Yeah. Um, hey, look, four I'm, musketeers. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm excited for what this next this spring season is going to bring. It's right around the corner, as Chris said. Um, Trey, moving over to the Insomniacs, that was a bomb drop. I kind of had a feeling that was happening with some things that I had been hearing and seeing. I wasn't sure. Glad it's confirmed. That just means that 
what the Insomniacs have going over there can damn near guarantee they're not going to be a winless team this season. So that's going to be great to see, see that team actually get its things on track and start to have maybe some winning seasons. Um, and then most of all, I'm more excited just to be back in the booth and be back to calling calling games the way I love to. Um, I think that's all I've got. Right on. Well, with that, why don't you take us out and let's say goodnight. All right. Well, until next time, gentlemen, he is Derek Duncan, Chris Vera, Trey Robinson. I am Casey Cox, the host of the show. Until next time, see you on the other side of the ball. Deuces. Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right. November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL.